Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I'm excited about this series. I'm really excited about today's lesson. I believe it's a very special lesson. I believe it's God-ordained. So I'm excited about delivering it to each and every one of us. And <clears throat> before we go any further, I just want to remind you uh, that faith, it means that we walk by faith. Faith comes by hearing what God has declared. And if you read the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, it's called the Hall of Faith. It's just these men and women that used faith to do these amazing things. And the Bible shows us there's five main things we can do with our faith. I create an acrostic. It's the acrostic power. And P stands for push our enemies, out our enemies, and R stands for receive promises. That was lesson two. That was last week. We had an amazing time uh, during that lesson. A lot of chatter in the lobby. People were excited and online. O stands for obey God. That's this week. We're going to talk about how every instruction of God comes with this thing called faith. When you accept it, he'll give you faith, and you can step out of that particular boat. Next week, finish it up with wait patiently. By faith, we can wait patiently, and by faith, we can endure hardships. And I think all of us agree we need to understand how to wait patiently and endure hardships with this beautiful thing called faith. So I'm going to open up with a story. This story is kind of new. Uh, it has to do with our Boardman campus. And I remember years ago I was praying and just asking God. Uh, I knew we were supposed to launch a campus. I didn't know where. I didn't know when. So I'm just praying and praying. And this happens to me where I'll be minding my own business. I wake up in the morning, do my devotionals, and I'm just sitting in what I call my prayer chair, looking out a window. It was unfortunate this week. I saw snow two days, right, two mornings, but uh, just looking out that window and praying. And so God, at one time there, while I'm asking years ago, he spoke to my heart, which doesn't happen a lot. I'm not talking about these ears, but these. Typically, God leads me by giving me a green light. That means I have peace or a red light. I don't have peace. But when it comes to something really big, launching a campus is really big. The Holy Spirit spoke to my heart, and, and what he spoke to me was launch a campus in the Boardman area. So I had direction. And when I said, yes, Lord, faith came in my heart to do that. And I remember the journey. It was a journey. Um, we, we saw building after building. Looking at buildings went on for over a year, but I had a smile on my face. I was excited about it. I was never disappointed because God gave me the faith to just push that through and do what we had to do. And I'll never forget uh, the, Bo the Boardman building that you're in right now, guys. When we looked at that, we just felt really good about it. We processed, we did all our homework, our board, we did all the numbers, can we expand? We had to buy the property next door, which we did with that house. And, and, and we went ahead and said, we know this is God. I had that peace at that point. And so we decided to buy the building. Well, we had to buy it, then we had to renovate it, and we had to borrow money to do it. And I'll never forget going to the title attorney and uh, our CFO came with me, and then the banker was there. And the paper, it's about this thick, guys. Uh, I had to sign all these pages. And I woke up that morning like, I'm going to go sign my life away, and I'm excited about it, you know? And, uh, and I sat there, and I just signed my life away. It takes more faith to do it when you have something to lose. Back in the early days, it was like, I don't have anything to lose here. The bank can have everything. I don't have anything. But, but, but now it's like, you need some faith, you know? But we all felt good about it, and I remember signing those papers, and we were doing something. This is high risk, because we were about to do something that was never done in our valley. It was being done around the nation, 
but never in our valley. We were going to launch not only a campus, but it would be a video campus. We had no idea if it would flourish, if it wouldn't flourish, but I, I really felt this is what God wants us to do. And the wonder of a video campus is the campus pastor, it was Pastor Graham at first, did an incredible job growing and launching the campus, and that's Pastor Joe Jr., Pastor Aaron. Uh, they're freed up. Pastor Joe's freed up. I put about 20 hours a week into a message, and he doesn't have to do that. So he can have coffee with more people. He can, he can do all these things that uh, I'm not freed up to do, and it's been amazing. So uh, guess what, guys? It worked. Uh, the first year plus, uh, the Warren campus carried half the expenses, which is very normal. And uh, But guess what? Now, Boardman is carrying 100% of their expenses. And I think we should give it up and Warren and Boardman online. That is awesome, man. They are growing. They're growing. And we exist to see a city connected with God. So really what it's about is reaching people. And then, of course, that helps you uh, carry your expenses. So I just remember that command coming, go do that. And then I remember what God was able to do. He gave me faith to step out and do what I needed to do. And I have a big idea for this lesson. This is what I want us to walk out understanding more clearly than ever. And it goes like this. If God said it, we have the faith to do it. And the Bible is full of instructions. There are so many instructions in the Bible, and some of them might seem tough, but here's all you have to do. Say, yes, Lord, I'll do that. And there's some things uh, that God will deal with our hearts to do. How many of us can agree there was no scripture anywhere in the Bible that said, Joe, launch a campus in Boardman? There just was not a scripture, right? So I had to hear from heaven. And, 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 and sometimes, many of you, God's spoken to your hearts to do some things for his kingdom. And if you say, yes, Lord, he'll give you the faith to step out of the boat like Peter did. And I'm amazed as I study Hebrew 11, Hebrews 11, there's so many people that by faith obeyed God. One of them was Abraham. And God came to Abraham when he was a heathen. He didn't know God, never met God. God created Israel, the nation of Israel, the Jews out of, out of this heathen. And God came to him and he said to Abraham, I want you to leave your land and I want you to go somewhere. But he never told him where he was going, not right away. And you know what Hebrews 11 says? Abraham left his land not knowing where he was going. And he did it with this thing called faith. And he had to leave everything he loved, his family, uh, everything he had, the country he was familiar with, the people that he was close to, and he had to go to the unknown. That's how powerful faith is when God gives you an eye and instruction. And so we want to talk about that because, again, the Bible is full of these instructions that God's asked you and I to do, things he's said, I want you to do these things. And sometimes we look at them and we think, can I do that? Yeah, you can. I want you to shift the way you live. Yeah. If you say, yes, Lord, I want to obey that, he'll give you the faith to do it. Anything he asks you to do, you can do. So there's one story in Hebrews 11 that I intended to deal with first, and I, I, I put it together, and then I had two more stories I wanted to deal with, and I couldn't get out of this first one. I mean, it, it became a whole lesson. And as, as I saw where it was going, I realized this is a special weekend. God wants to speak to our hearts. And there's, it's not all of you, it's just a few, but there's some of you uh, 2020 took you off the tracks, and God just wants to pick you up and, and put you back on track, going the direction you need to go. And I notice this world, whether it's 2020 or not, it's always trying to knock me off the tracks, right? And so uh, this is something really powerful, and Jesus talked to us about it, but it begins with Noah. And here's, here's what 
We want to walk out understanding today. Like Noah, one word from God can give us the faith to prepare for a future day we can't see. God's asked you and I to prepare for a day we can't see with these eyes. But let me tell you a little bit about Noah, and then I want to read the scripture to you. God came to Noah, and he said, Noah, it's going to rain, and I'm going to flood the earth, and I need you to build an ark. Now, here's some details. According to the Bible, and then scientists tell us this too, uh, it had not rained up to that time, so Noah never saw rain. The Bible says the earth was watered, the plants and the trees, water just came from the ground and came up. And then brainiac scientists tell us back then there was this canopy that surrounded the earth, probably made up mostly of water, and this canopy protected the earth, and certain rays from the sun didn't get through, and that's why people lived hundreds of years, and we're not doing that anymore. And also, there were no weather weather patterns, so that's why it didn't rain. And so when the flood came, the Bible says that canopy came down all of a sudden, all that water, and then it began to rain and rain and rain. But let's go back to Noah. Noah never saw rain. I'm sure if I were Noah, I would have said, God, can I build it near the ocean? God said, no, I want you to build it right next to your house. Say, well, there's no water here and we can't pull it. It's huge, you know. No, I want you to build it right here. And this guy, all God said is there's going to be a flood. And he did it. He did it. And to me, that's amazing. Let me read the scripture to you. Hebrews eleven seven. By faith, being warned by God about things not yet seen, in reverence prepared an ark for the salvation of his household, by which he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. So he did it by faith, not knowing or never seeing what was coming. He had no idea. But here's some cool facts. Noah had to hire a crew to help him. And Noah was called a preacher of righteousness. That means he was saying to everybody uh, that he lived near, the crew, hey, repent, it's going to rain, it's going to rain. And, and these guys had to make fun of him, especially 10 years into it. You know it took 100 plus years to build the ark? Can you imagine that? And, and can you imagine 10 years into it, these guys, Noah's saying, it's going to rain. And they're like, oh, it's rain. And he says, oh, it's gonna, it, there's going to be a flood. They, they, they had to make fun of him. I'm sure they called him Rain Boy. Uh, they probably called him Arky or something. I don't know. If you can think of something fun, email the church and and they'll get it to me. Maybe I can use it next time, right? Had to be a lot of names coming out there. But here's what I want you to think about. One word from God about something he couldn't see 100 years out, this guy day in and day out built an ark with tremendous persecution. That's how powerful an instruction is from heaven. And when you say yes, like Noah did, God will give you the faith to do it. And that is amazing. So you may be asking yourself, What does Noah have to do with us? Well, if you've accepted Jesus, you already have your ark, and that's pretty exciting, right? Um, Jesus, the Bible says, you have not been appointed to wrath, but God is going to take you out of the wrath. There's a judgment coming on the earth. We don't know when it is and have no idea, but it will come, right? And when that comes, you're going up, or when you die, you're going up because you accepted Jesus. But Jesus connected this to something totally different, And I want to show you how he connected it, and this is what I really feel God is giving me a word for us about, and it goes like this, Matthew 24, verse 36, and it reads, but about that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. He's talking about his second coming, and Jesus says, I don't even know when it is. 
But we know this from the Bible, guys. It's pretty cool. The Bible says the only reason God hasn't, the Father hasn't sent Jesus back is because he's waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. In other words, God has a quota of how many people he wants in heaven, and he's waiting for us to reap the harvest. And I think that's pretty cool. And if you've been here in length of time, I've said this a while back, and I don't want this to ever come to pass. Don't want it to be true of us. But can you imagine Jesus every day looking at Dad, you know, God the Father, and saying, can I go back? And God looking at him and saying, no, you can't. It's not time yet. And then he looks the next day, can I go back? I don't want God the Father to ever say, Jesus, it's almost ready, but believers hasn't reaped their harvest. That would embarrass me greatly, right? I want to make sure that we are bringing all the people into the kingdom that need to be brought in because every prophecy has been fulfilled. The only thing stopping Jesus is that precious fruit of the earth. And so I want God the Father to look at Jesus and say, believers has reaped their harvest. We're going to have them launch another campus so they can help someone else reap their harvest. And that's all God's waiting for. So Jesus says, nobody knows the time when I'm coming back, but listen to this. Verse 37, for the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. So he's connecting it. Well, what's what's it going to be like? He goes on to, to say, verse 38, for as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. Now, God's not saying it's wrong to do that. Please don't cancel any weddings, guys. Have your wedding, you know, plan all that. All he's saying is this, life went on like it always does. No one saw what was coming. And you and I need to to know there's a day coming, right? He goes on to say, until the day that Noah entered the ark, verse 39, and they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. And he goes on to say this, verse 42, therefore be on alert, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming. One more verse. For this reason... You must be ready as well, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour when you do not think he will. And notice how it says, as Christians, we want to be ready for that day. And some of you might think, well, that's pretty far off. Well, you know what's equal to Jesus coming back to the earth? Us going to him. So when we die, it's the same thing, right? Uh, We're crossing over, and there's nothing we can do to change anything. Everything's been done already. And then we go into this thing called judgment. Let me read one more scripture to you, and then I want to get us all caught up. Hebrews 9.27 reads, people die once, and after that, they are judged. So this is all about you and I standing before God. And as Christians, here's some good news. When we stand before God to be judged, it's not to determine whether we go to heaven. That's determined when you accept Jesus. And guys, in Borman, Warren online, can we, can we just say thank you, Jesus? I think this is a good time to say, woo! Because some of you are like, did you turn the temperature up in here? It's really hot, right? It's going to get hotter, all right? So I, I don't believe in condemnation. I do appreciate and love conviction. So if that's happening, that's all good. That's Bible, right, when we're convicted. So there's a day coming... And for Christians, it's not to determine if we go to heaven. We'll talk more about that. But we will stand before our maker, and we, we will be judged. Non-Christians, the great white throne judgment, Revelations talks about it. Uh, God will review their whole life, and they're going to find out, I'm not good enough. And they won't be able to go in because we're saved not by works, 
but by grace through faith. Jesus is the one that washes our sins away. So there's gonna come a day when you and I stand before Jesus. And I wanna ask you a question. I really want you to think about this, okay? If I told you Jesus was returning next Friday at 9 p.m., let's say that he, he let us know, and we all knew he was coming back next Friday at 9 p.m., what would you stop doing? And what would you start doing? And I think all of us would do a little extra, right? I think we all would. Like I say, Gina, I'm sorry, I won't do that again. But, but what would you stop doing? What would you start doing? And if there's a bunch of things you stop and a bunch of things you begin to do, then you're not ready. And, and the word from heaven today is, be ready for that day. And when you say, Lord, I wanna be ready, I accept that. He'll give you the faith to stop doing things. He'll give you the faith to start doing things. Once you make that decision and you'll be ready, if he comes tonight, you'll be ready. And some of you might say, can he come tonight? He can, but you know what else can happen? Um, for several years now, I've been reading the obituaries, um, and I do it just in case someone dies in you know, Mahoning County, Trumbull County, that's part of the church or someone's parents. I want to know it, so I read them every single morning. And even before COVID, one of the things I noticed, that it's just really bugged me, is how many young people die. And I know they never say why most times, so I know some are drug overdoses, some are disease but I'm watching people in their 50s, 60s, and early 70s leave this earth. And all I can think, because I'm 62, is that's way too young, right? That's just way too young. And I see so many people, and one of the thoughts that crosses my mind is this. Are they ready to meet their maker? Were they ready? Because once we leave, that's we can't change anything. We, we do it here. So the question, I want to bring it up, Again, if you knew Jesus was returning, and when he does, uh, the next step for us is we'll go before his judgment seat. If, if you knew he was returning, what would you stop doing? What would you begin to do? And if there's a bunch of things, you're not living ready. We all, we all can improve. We know that. I can improve. We know that. But think about that question. And here's some of the things that stirred in my heart as I prayed for this services. I couldn't get past this. If, if you go on our, our app, you'll see I have tons of other points, so you can see what those are, but we, we're going to stop around this point. And there are some of you right now, just a few, God's dealing with you right now. Stop waiting to, to deal with that secret sin. It's time to deal with it. Not only is it hurting your life, it's time to deal with it. If we're going to be ready, we have to deal with those secret sins. We, we, have, we have to cleanse our life. And then there are others. God's been dealing with you and dealing with you and dealing with you. I want you to go this direction. I want you to do this for my kingdom. I want you to launch out here. And, and, and you keep finding an excuse not to do it. But if you knew he was coming Friday, I bet, you, I bet you if we all knew for sure he was coming Friday the 9th, a bunch of you would say, I need to go to growth track and I, I, need, I need to get through it in four days, all right? And then I want, I want to be on that dream team. I, I want to fulfill my purpose. I have to discover my purpose. That's what growth track's all about. By the way, it's starting next month. Uh, shameless plug, right? Uh, it starts again next month. It's four weeks, guys. It's awesome. And it, it helps us 
help you understand your purpose and then for you to make a difference with your gifts and your abilities. But what, what would you begin to do? Who would you call and share Jesus with? Who would you call and invite to church? Who would you make things right with? Who would you go to and say, you know what? Uh, the Bible says, as much as is in us, live at peace with all people. Some people won't let you, but you try, right? Who, who would you say, we need, to, we need to make this right? How many of us with our mates would say, we, you know, let's talk about this. Let's make it right. You know, one of the things God made so real to me is that Gina's his daughter. <laughs> I didn't realize that when I was newly married, you know. <laughs> then, then one day I realized, this is God's daughter, and I have daughters, and woo, I better treat her right, right? This is God's daughter, right? It changes everything, right? And, and ladies, we're God's sons, so you know you want to treat us good too. Um, but what would you fix? What would you fix? What would you change? And I don't want to give you a list. I just felt compelled to talk about this. If, if God said it, we have the faith to do it. And what he's saying is, guys, I want you to be ready when I come. And I can tell you, as a pastor, I have to work on this daily. That's why I get up every morning, and one of the prayers I pray is the Our Father. And one of the things I love to say, I go through it slowly, and I say, Father, forgive me my trespasses, as I forgive those who trespass against me. That's good to do every morning, because every morning I have a few things to repent from. And every morning I say, God, it's been a year. When am I going to get over this baby, you know? But, but I want to stay pure. I want to stay clean. I want to stay holy before the Lord. And I think all of us should want to be that way. So let's take a look at this picture. Uh, this is 2 Corinthians 5.10. It goes like this. For we, the Christian, must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. The word judgment is bima, the Greek word. And in Greek literature, in Bible days, it was used as the reward seat at the Olympics. It was called the bima seat. And there's judgment there too. We'll see that. But it's, it's really where God's going to reward us for how we lived our life. Uh, it says, we'll all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive compensation. That's an interesting word. The New American Standard is one of the best translations of the Bible out there. And it literally means a reward that we might receive compensation for, for his deeds done through the body in accordance with what he has done, whether good or bad. And, and that's referring to living for God and the, the works that we do. And guys, there's coming this day when, when I will stand before God and I will have no privilege above any other Christian. And Gina will not be by my side. And I can't say, Gina made me do it. God, it's her fault. I just won't be able to do that, right? I'll try, but it won't, it won't fly. It won't fly. Um, it's not like here. We can jive people here. And most of us, we don't know if someone's lying to us, but God knows everything, right? And, 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 and it's just going to be Joe all by himself. And it will be you all by yourself. And I can't say, Lord, I would have done that for you, but Gina didn't want me to, or Lord, I would have lived for you more, but my wife didn't want me to, or my kids, and I had this going on, and that, it's just going to be me answering before God. That's why Jesus said, man, like Noah, be ready, be ready. There's coming a day. You can't see it, but there's coming a day. He says, I want you to be ready for the coming of the Lord, and this next verse is amazing, 2 Corinthians 5, 11. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord... We persuade people. 
The word therefore lets us know this is, this is an answer to what, what's above, the verse above. And what is the verse above? We'll all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So guys, if you were to ask me, what's the fear of the Lord? As a young Christian, I would have thought a backhand. If I don't behave, he's gonna backhand me and make me, no, no, God's not gonna backhand you. Uh, you're going to heaven because you accepted Jesus. Isn't that exciting? But you know what happens if we decide to live in sin? We don't fulfill our purpose. So uh, it just takes you out of the race, right? And it's not, it's not a backhand. Here's the fear of the Lord. I have to answer for how I live my life. That's a healthy fear. I have an authority over me that I have to answer to, and that is amazing. And this is the word God put in my heart, wouldn't let me get away from it. And I'm not saying any of you are are terrible people. It may only be for a few of us. I, I do think every one of us can do better, right? And I think if every one of us thought Jesus is coming back Friday night, we change a few things. Absolutely, we would change a few things. And so this is a moment where I want to take advantage of the moment, right? And, and I want to pray. So you might say, that went really fast. I took the normal time. It was just that good, guys, okay? No, it, it, it was from heaven. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Let's pray. Father, I did my best to deliver a message that I know you stirred me to bring. And I thank you for these incredible people. Lord, they're in church today. That's amazing. They're listening online. That's amazing. They're gathering, Father, at TCI Correctional Facility, walking by guys that are making fun of them as they come into service. Lord, this is amazing. They're here. But Lord, all of us, as we bow our heads and open up our hearts, we contemplate if we knew you were coming back Friday, what would we do? And right now, as we're in this attitude of prayer. There's some of you, God's saying, get rid of that secret sin. Get rid of it. And you know what? If you make a decision to do it, he'll give you the faith to walk away from it. He'll give you the strength to do it. There are others, God's been stirring you and stirring you to take some steps for him. And this is the moment for you to say, Lord, I receive that. I received that statement from Jesus. I'm going to be ready for him to come. And I, 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 all you have to do is just say, yes, Lord. Step out of the boat, and he'll give you the faith to accomplish what you need to accomplish. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Remember, I'm not giving any list. God is well capable of dealing with our hearts, right? So stay in that attitude of prayer in Borman, here in Warren Online, TCI. Let's... Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I believe God's gonna keep working. But while we're allowing him to work in our hearts, maybe you're visiting today, maybe Borman TCI online here in Warren, you're visiting. And you're not sure if you're forever. You know what? The Bible says we're all born sin-stained. That's why Jesus came. And if you we're here for the Lord's Supper, Holy Communion, you heard the message. He died so we can live. Jesus gave his life, his sinless life, so humanity can live. And we can't work our way to heaven, but whoever calls on his name, he'll save them. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you're listening, you say, Pastor Joe, I came to church you know, today. I've been a member of a church my whole life, but I can't ever remember making it personal with Jesus. I'm ready to do that. Or maybe, maybe 
you, you, you came today or you're listening today and you weren't even sure if God existed, but right now you feel something. It's like, I believe this. That's called faith. God is just giving you the faith to accept Jesus. And that is a gift from heaven. So with heads bowed, eyes closed, if you're listening and you say, hey, I'm ready to pray, would you pray with us right now? And in Borman online, stick with us. TCI here in Warren, can we help them pray? Let's help them. I know we prayed this prayer, but can we help those praying it for the first time? And if you're praying it for the first time, simply mean it. Say this. Say, Father, I realize I was born sin-stained and I need a Savior. I repent of my sins and I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you died for the sins of the entire world, including mine. I believe you were buried, spent three days in the heart of the earth, and God raised you out of the grave. I accept you as my Savior, and I make a decision to follow you. Amen. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast. Thank you.